another tragic shooting by another racist in Buffalo that is going to be promoted this time by the media. This one finally fits their narrative. And let's talk about the baby formula crisis. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great weekend. I did. It was a good weekend. Uh, the lots of news. We're not even. We're just going to touch on two pieces today, just because there's so much going on. But first, but first, we have to insert this Kamalaism. I have no comments on this because it's just so dumb. Okay, let's. Isn't the Kamala Harris at the ASEAN summit talking about how we're going to work together to end climate change? Listen. I often note and have talked with many of you um, about our shared belief that our world is increasingly more interconnected and interdependent. That is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. This is kind of becoming a cliché, but I'll say it again because I don't know if I've ever said this before, but she sounds like a kid who has to write a 500-word essay. And she's only at 200 words, so she just continues to add words. Just basically say the same thing. I don't know if you've ever done that. I know I have. So, okay. Well, there's that. That's kind of fun. So, let's get to the news. All right. There was a mass shooting in Buffalo on Saturday. Buffalo, New York. Um, We've got some details about it and what's going on. But this this one's going to have implications, and we're already hearing about it today. It's already been big news for CNN and MSNBC and the mainstream media. Uh, They're making more out of it than it is, and they're conflating the issue. Uh, Luckily, no one really cares what they have to say. I think people have just stopped listening. So there was an 18-year-old man walked into a grocery store, shot 13 people. He killed 10 of them. 11 of the people he shot were black. He was dressed in full tactical gear, including a helmet, and was carrying a semi-automatic rifle. Now, the shooter also live-streamed this on Twitch. If you don't know what Twitch is, Twitch is a, uh, a streaming service that allows video gamers, mostly, to stream themselves playing video games. It, it's I don't really use Twitch. Um, when Twitch discovered it, they pulled it. They pulled the video down. Uh, I did see some of it. It took them about two minutes to pull it down, and there was some shooting being done when the uh, before they were able to pull it down. That's going to be important later. The sh- shooter posted a 180-page manifesto. Uh, a lot of anti-Semitic rants and racist rants. He was a white supremacist, so you can see why the media doesn't want this to go away. The manifesto was posted just like the Christchurch shooter in uh, New Zealand or Australia, I can't remember which, in Q&A format, so he would ask a question and answer his own question. He was radicalized online 
while being locked up during the pandemic. He admitted this in his, uh, in his manifesto. He did not meet with anyone or any particular group. He did follow uh, a bunch of white supremacist group onli- groups online, but he wasn't radicalized directly. Um, he wanted he's wanted to uh, he was disappointed on how the white race he felt was being filtered out and replaced by uh, the black by the people of color. This is called the Great Replacement Theory. It is a very common white supremacist theory. And the idea is, with the Great Replacement Theory, is that uh, white people, there is a Jewish leadership. I'm not kidding you. This is it. There's a Jewish leadership out there that is trying to mix the races so that there is no white race. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me why would Jews who are typically white want to do that? The idea is so the Jews can become more powerful. Yeah, it's really kind of an out there, out there theory. Uh, the police are still going in and investigating it. There seems to be little doubt that this was a white supremacist. He had been planning this attack since about January. He said he had thoughts about it well before January. As a matter of fact, uh, we are now finding out that he was investigated for threatening his school last year, uh, threatening to perform a mass shooting at the school before, and the police just kind of shoved it off. Again, another failure of the government to stop someone from doing something before he did, so he was really kind of mentally off right off the bat. Um, he picked the spot based off the zip code, so he wanted to find the highest black population, so he found it based off the zip code, and he figured Saturday grocery store would be crowded. Um, he didn't do exactly what he wanted to do. He wanted to go into the store, shoot as many people as he can, and then go out into the neighborhood and start shooting people in the neighborhood. He didn't do that. He basically stopped at the grocery store, and was arrested. He just put down his rifle and was arrested. Uh, he's looking at life in, pres- life in prison, 10 counts of first-degree murder. He's already appeared in front of a judge. Uh, there is some rumor that he's going to plead guilty. He's not even going to fight it, but we'll have to see. It's still, again, it's Monday. This happened on Saturday, so we don't have everything long. But it didn't take too long for the left to actually go and politicize this. The mainstream media went out, they politicized it almost immediately. The thing, there are some things that they're going to do here that's going to create these narratives, that they're going to push their narrative with this tragedy, okay? First off, the country is racist and filled with white supremacists. We're already hearing this. The idea is that these mass ki- all mass killings are by white supremacists. CNN has already released an article. They released an article on Sunday morning that showed uh, the last five mass killings by white supremacists. Um, Excuse me, mass shootings by white supremacists. They can't say mass killings. But they sat back, one of them went all the way back to 2012. So you can imagine that this article, they didn't have a lot to work with. You know why? Because there's just not a lot of white supremacy in the United States. It's not something people accept. They also failed to mention the Brooklyn subway shooting. 
Uh, I believe they called it uh, radical, radical shootings. It wasn't just white supremacy. They just said racially motivated shootings. They, they failed to discuss the Brooklyn subway shooting that happened about three weeks ago, last month. That was a racially based, but it doesn't go with their narrative because the shooter was a black supremacist. They didn't mention the black Hebrew Israelites shooting up a Jewish store. Again, that doesn't that is was a hate crime. They don't mention that because it doesn't go with their narrative. They failed to mention the killing in Waukesha by a black supremacist. Supremacist. As a matter of fact, if you were going to go through the last five mass shootings, they were all by black people, either through black supremacy or just gangs. But CNN d- d- didn't bother talking about any of that. As a matter of fact. When I started writing this script, I wanted to put the link to that, and CNN already took it down. I guess they probably already knew, okay, this is not exactly great. As a matter of fact, what's trending on Twitter right now is a meme where they show these were the last five mass shooters, and they were all black, and they actually named the individuals, named where it was, and it was all this year. So... The other thing they're going to really push is that this isn't just a white supremacist, a radical white supremacist. This is all Republicans. This is all conservatives. We all think this was a good thing, which is kind of insane because the media, mainstream media is basically saying that 50% of the country believes what this guy did was good. That's weird. And of course, they're beginning to push the Great Replacement Theory that all Republicans believe in the Great Replacement Theory. I don't know one Republican that believes in the Great Replacement Theory. But what the media is doing is they're, they're conflating the Great Replacement Theory with the crisis on the border. So if you don't want illegal immigration to come to this country, it's because you believe in the Great Replacement Theory. and because Do you see how this works? One doesn't have anything to do with the other. I don't I believe in we need to control immigration. We should be controlling immigration. It's our right as America to to know who comes into this country and who doesn't. But that doesn't mean that I believe in the great replacement theory, which is just an insane theory, or I agree with some guy shooting up 10 uh, uh, he killed I think eight black people shooting up a store. I, I how does how do you find how do you create a, how do you create a narrative that, that binds all that together? Well, they're doing it. They're bringing in every professor they can find from Yale and Harvard to sit back and try and stitch those, those three things together. Of course, the other narrative, we need gun control, even though, again, this has nothing to do with gun control. This guy was going to do this. It, it wasn't going to stop him. It's amazing. Matter of fact, something that the media is not playing, they interviewed one of the guys in who was in the store at the time, and he said, you know, if we all had a gun here, he wouldn't have gotten away with this because he was, he was almost taken down by a security guard. The problem is the security guard, who was an ex-cop, he was well, well outgunned. And so he was able to take him out. And not to mention the guy was in full body armor. So chances are he did get hit. But... 
he, this, this man, a black man, of course, sat back and said, you know, if we were armed, if there was more than just one gun in there, we could have taken this guy out. He was not, he did not look like he knew what he was doing. But the media won't play that. The media just wants guns gone. And of course, how bad social media is. In the media, the night of the shooting, they were talking about how evil Twitch was and how we need to regulate social media because they shouldn't have... Twitch took it down two minutes after they found out it was happening. The video has been released on Twitter. It is it is out there. I don't know if it's still out there, if it has been taken down. I would assume it's probably been taken down by now simply because uh, I did I did share it. But I would assume it's been taken down by now because it is quite violent. It is really, it does show. He had it, it looks like a first-person shooter game. But Twitch took it down after two minutes. I'm not going to blame Twitch because this guy live-streamed it. Give me a break. But that's what they're going to do. Now, there are going to be some things they're not going to talk about. Like, he was radicalized on the internet while alone during the lockdowns. He should have been in school. He wasn't. He was alone. He was a bore. He was bored. He started cruising the internet and he got radicalized. They won't talk about that. They won't talk about the fact that he didn't actually talk belong to a white supremacist group. He just followed them. They don't they're not calling this a lone wolf. They are calling this all Republicans. They're saying Republicans did this thing. By the way, Blaming Republicans or blaming a group for a shooting like this is crazy. Bernie Sanders had nothing to do with the congressional baseball shooting. Barack Obama had nothing to do with the Dallas police massacre. Barack Obama, who supported BLM, and the guy who killed all the black all the police officers, excuse me, was a BLM supporter. The guy who shot all those people at the congressional baseball, he was screaming about Bernie Sanders while he was shooting. No one blamed him for almost killing Steve Scalise. No one blamed Bernie Sanders. But that's what Democrats do. They're trying to make everyone absolutely evil. They're not going to talk about how the system failed when he had threatened to shoot, uh, shoot up a school. They're not going to talk about how he was investigated by the police. And he was already on people's, he was already on people's radars. And ha- the system failed because they couldn't do it. They couldn't do anything about it because he hadn't done anything. They're not going to talk about that. And matter of fact, that's the ironic part. They want more government. They want government to take away your guns. They want government censoring social media. Yet the government didn't stop this thing when they could have. And of course. They're, on his rifle, they're never going to mention that he had the names of the Waukesha bi- uh, victims. The children. He had the names of the actual victims of Waukesha. And who killed the victims? Who killed the Waukesha vic- uh, Who committed the Waukesha mass killings? A black supremacist. They won't talk about that. As a matter of fact, it was funny. There was a couple of, of things online uh, that said... Uh, people online, I can't wait to read what's on his rifle. Well, now we know what's on his rifle. It was the names of uh, the murdered victims of a black supremacist. Now, I'm not saying one is... They're both bad. As a matter of fact, this is what... uh, Ben Crump, who is the attorney for George Floyd, he sat back and tweeted about how, well, this isn't surprising. 
because he believes the country is basically systemically racist and everybody is racist. All white people are racist. Ben Crump has said that. But here's the problem. Ben Crump never condemned any of the black supremacist uh, violence out there. He never does that. He only brings it up when a white supremacist goes out there. Well, here's the thing. I think what the guy in Waukesha did and what this guy did in Buffalo, they're both equally bad. They both should be put to death. They're both miserable human beings. If you can't condemn one because of race, but you can condemn the other because of race, your opinion means nothing to me. You can say whatever you want. I'm not saying edit him. But he has no say. But the media, they're going off today. Today I'll be listening after the podcast and seeing what they have to say because they're saying quite a bit. But you know, this is something that's really sad and it really kind of bothers me. Whenever I hear there's a mass shooting, and there were two more mass shootings this weekend. Okay, there were two more. I don't have any information on those yet, but there were two more. The first thing that goes, I hope the guy wasn't white. And that is seriously what goes through my head. And then when I hear he is white or he's not white, then I get the details of it. Because I already know the media is going to go off and it's it, we're going to hear about this. This killing here is the new Charlottesville. We still hear about the Charlottesville killing back in 2017. That was five years ago. Of course, they don't talk about Waukesha, which happened uh, four, four, five months, six months ago. But this stuff is exactly what we will hear now for the next five, six years. We will hear about the Buffalo mass shooting now for six years. It will be brought up in every presidential debate. Every debate, it will be brought up. I guarantee it. Remember that when you're listening to a debate, you should listen to the debates. No one acknowledges that this was a tragedy that 10 people actually died. They just look at the, the shooter and they try and conform that shooter to the, to the narrative. It's really kind of sad. And I do the same thing, unfortunately. Okay, um, I went to Target uh, and uh, decided to cruise down the baby formula aisle to see if the baby formula crisis was as bad as it was. Guess what? It is. Um, the aisle was completely empty. There was absolutely no baby formula. I went to Walmart yesterday. Uh, we went to Walmart and Target and Costco yesterday because we... We prepare our food, so we go to multiple places. And guess what? There was no baby formula anywhere. Uh, the Biden administration said they knew about this back in February. That begs the question, what have you guys been doing about this if you knew it was going to be a problem? Remember last year, Joe Biden said, yeah, we're going to have a food shortage. but And then he, he quickly corrected himself and said, but not in the United States. Yeah, we've got a food shortage in the United States. Needless to say, when the Biden administration was asked, what have you been doing? And they're being asked by the mainstream media now because this is becoming serious. They have no answer. When asked what parents can do, should do, if they cannot find baby formula, Jen Psaki had an absolutely great answer. Listen. Since you said it was a public health question, which agency should that question be directed to? Just the very practical, immediate question of if you can't find formula and you need it for your baby to eat, 
what should they be doing? We would certainly uh, encourage any parent who has concerns about their child's health or well-being to call their doctor or pediatrician. Got that? So if you're worried about your child's health, call your doctor or pediatrician. Um, Here's the thing. I could call the doctor. First off, the doctor or pediatrician, not going to have formula. (laughs) They're not CVS. They're not Vons. They're not going to have baby formula. Second off, what is the doctor going to do? Yeah, feed your kid. Your kid is starving. Your kid is malnourished. Feed your kid. Well, I can't find formula. I mean, just absolutely incredible. But that's what the Biden administration does. They try and make it that it's not their responsibility. It's not their thing. It's not their fault. And we're going to go over in a few minutes. It's, It's exactly their fault. It's this administration's fault. All their regulations. This is all their fault. And and they try and sit there and say, well, there's there's don't don't come to the government for this one. See, they want the government to rule your world. They want the government to have complete control. But then when the government does things, they end up screwing it all up and then they tell you, don't come to the government for this one. What, for baby formula? You guys knew this was a problem back in February, January, and you did nothing about it? I'll give you a step further. They knew about it last year. Maybe not necessarily the baby formula thing, but the fact that we're having a food problem. I'm going to release a video today just showing how empty the shelves are. Not just a baby formula, but meat, produce. The produce looks terrible. Pasta you can't find. Cereals are empty. Juices are empty. Diapers. You can't find diapers in certain places. But of course, this is the other thing. That's just one part. Hey, don't don't look at the government for this one. But the other part is, it's everybody else's fault. Listen to Jen Psaki here. Not blame the government for there not being uh, shortages of baby formula. But blaming the parents themselves, because this is always a good look. Blaming parents is always a good look. And you know, blaming the parents for complaining about gender race theory, gender, critical gender theory and critical race theory in schools, when they go over there, they blame the parents for that, for actually rioting and protesting, even though they're just going to a board meeting. They call them terrorists. Well, they're the cause of the the, ba- the baby formula shortage too because they're hoarding and they're trying to sell the baby formula on the black, uh, I don't know. Just listen to what she has to say. But if you are a parent who's looking for formula right now, struggling to find what you need, do you have a, a, even a rough guess of how long these shortages are going to last? What should parents be bracing for here? Well, we've already seen an increase in supply over the past couple of weeks. What we are seeing, which is an enormous problem, is hoarding. Uh, people hoarding because they're fearful uh, that is one element of it, and people hoarding because they are trying to profit off of fear, fearful parents. So that is also something we're focused on. It's the same old shtick with these guys. So it's always somebody else's fault. The reason gas is so high is because all companies are making a ton of money. The reason produce is so high is because the farmers are trying to make too much money. By the way, if gas companies were really trying to make that much money, wouldn't they have raised gas prices uh, 40 years ago? Why are they doing it now? Or five years ago? If produce produce farmers and meat uh, producers 
wanted to make so much profit, wouldn't they have done that five years ago? Why are they doing it right now? Well, of course you know why. It's the Biden policies that are absolutely killing everyone. But you know who's getting the formula? Good news. Somebody is getting formula. They've got formula like illegal aliens. A, a congresswoman released a photo of pallets of baby formula being sent to the border right now. Specifically, one center, one illegal alien holding center in Texas. She even named the center. The administration was asked about this and they didn't deny it was happening. A Washington Post uh, fact checker named Glenn Kessler said that illegal aliens getting priority for baby formula over Americans is, quote, faux outrage. This is what he said. Quote, and he's from the Washington Post. Quote, this is a ridiculous faux, this is a ridiculous faux outrage. The shortage of baby formula is a serious issue that the administration is seeking to address. But at the same time, the administration cannot be faulted for following the law and providing baby formula for undocumented immigrants, illegal aliens. And then he cited uh, the 1997 Flores settlement, which details how border facilities have to meet basic needs by detained illegal immigrant minors, including providing age-appropriate food and drink. So, in other words, Americans don't don't get baby formula, but criminals do. Because criminals have a right to formula, whereas Americans don't have a right to formula. Absolutely incredible. And by the way, he sits back and he says, well, it's for, he says in one quote, I don't, let me see, let me get, let's take a look at this quote because I don't think I added it. Yes, here it is. He says, anyone who suggests this is the fault, this is the result of a specific Biden policies, i.e. his reckless out of touch priorities, earns four Pinocchios. I, these guys are running protection for the Biden administration so badly, it's so obvious. Well, here's the thing. His article also doesn't necessarily deny that there is a problem. He doesn't deny that there is a shortage. And he doesn't prove that none of policies will work. We'll get to his policies because his policies are causing this problem. And there's no question. Well, speaking of gall from this guy, uh, Bette Midler. Bette Midler had a great answer to those parents that are worried uh, that their kids might starve. She tweeted, try breastfeeding. It's free and available on demand. Um, Mind you, Bette Midler had one kid and I'm pretty sure she used formula and she never gave it to her kid. It was probably her nanny that gave the kid the formula. Uh, But here's the thing. Uh, no, it's not on demand. That's not true. A lot of women can't breastfeed. My my wife, my ex-wife, could only breastfeed one of our kids because she couldn't produce enough milk and the kid needed to eat. So we ended up going on formula and then we just stuck with it. Josie had issues breastfeeding. She always used formula because she could never produce enough milk. And by the way, that's not a... That's not an uncommon thing. That's an extremely common thing that women can't breastfeed. As a matter of fact, it's been common throughout human history. A lot of women used to have to make their own formula. 
Yeah, they, the, those these leftists, they're just a real sensitive, empathetic bunch, aren't they? Okay, so here's the story. This is what's really happening with the shortage. And most of this shortage, you can blame government incompetence. Okay, first off, baby formula production is down by 43%. 43%. So it is down by quite a bit. There are only four formula manufacturers. Now, a lot of people, including the Biden administration, is saying, well, why are there only four? Well, the reason there are only four is because there is such heavy government regulation through the FDA, people don't want to get into that business. You wonder why baby formula is so expensive? It's expensive because of government regulation on it, the FDA specifically. There has to be a specific type of branding. There has to be all these checks. A, a, a mom-and-pop formula manufacturer is just not going to happen. They can't afford to, to start. That's why there are only four. And by the way, the same reason we have limited meat manufacturers, limited produce manufacturers, all because of government regulation. Now, one of those manufacturers, a company called Abbott, had to shut a plant down in February because of a bacteria outbreak. Abbott said that they checked their, their factory and there was no bacteria. The FDA didn't bother listening to Abbott, didn't bother investigating. They just said, no, you have to shut the, the factory down. And how many kids were affected by this, quote, bacteria outbreak? Four kids were sickened. One died, tragically. But you know what the FDA did not investigate? How the parents handled the formula. Here's the thing. Now, I've had four kids. I'm sure you, everyone listening has probably had a kid or two. The kicker is formula, you have to be very careful with. You can't leave formula out in the sun. You can't leave, you can't, for example, if I, if I make formula, that kid has to eat that formula and then I need to get rid of it. You can't, you can't just hold it for three hours, stick it in the fridge or whatever, and then stick it in the baby's mouth. You can't do that because of bacteria. The FDA never actually investigated the deaths of these children. They just found the bacteria and that was it. Well, the first question I would is, okay, well, how did you prepare? How long was this bottle left out? Do you create? Well, a lot of parents, a lot of new parents, including ourselves, until we learned, we would leave the bottle. We would have one bottle and we would use it for two feedings. You can't do that. You got to dump the bottle. Okay. We, of course, we didn't normally do that, but that was something we did at first, and then someone told us, no, you got to get rid of that. You can't do it. Europe has a glut of formula. But then again, regulations, the United States FDA regulations. Europe can't sell their, uh, can't export their formula to the United States. Because one, the United States has branding regulations that Europe doesn't use. And that's a problem for, for the FDA for some reason. Branding means they don't have everything on the label. And Europe doesn't want to deal with it because it's going to be more expensive. And the other problem is, is a 17% tariff that the United States government puts on formula. That's one of the reasons I can't go to Mexico, buy a ton of formula, and bring it into the United States. is because of the tariffs. I'm not allowed to do that. It's illegal. It's smuggling. It's like I'm bringing in cocaine. I'd have to declare it and they would confiscate it. All this is government regulation. You go to Tijuana right now, there's a ton of baby formula. 
Europe has a ton of baby formula. We could export that stuff in. But the U.S. government, nope, their regulations won't allow it. I believe the Biden administration knew about this long before February. I also believe the Biden administration doesn't want to be involved with starving babies, so they just decide to blame everybody else and put it on the parents. I, yeah, I don't think they care much. But I also don't think they can handle it, and they don't know how to handle it. Everything this administration has done has proven to be wrong. I don't think this is on purpose. Some of it I think is on purpose. I think gas prices being high, food price inflation, I think that's all on purpose. But like Afghanistan, I think that was an Af- I think that was a mistake. I think um, some of the gas prices being raised that wasn't on purpose. I think that was that was uh, that was on purpose. They're just bad at their job, and it's not just the Biden administration; it's the government in general. Bureaucracy is bad at their jobs. The founding fathers knew this. That's why the Constitution was written the way it was. They wanted to control the government. They wanted the government to stay out of your lives. They feared this stuff would happen. The other problem with the Biden administration here is they're very reactive. They really prevent nothing. They they try, you know, they knew about this back in February. Let's just say they knew about this in February. I'm pretty sure they knew about this last year because Biden talked about it. Not about baby formula specifically, but about food shortages. They don't do anything until it happens. Then they react. And their reactions are always panicky and they're usually wrong. And they can't when they can't fix something, what do they do? They lie and they blame other people. That's what they do. The other problem with this administration is they're stuck in their ideology. They're stuck in this great reset movement. They're stuck in the they're stuck in the environment. They're stuck with their base. They focus on that, no matter what happens, on those things, no matter what happens to little people. Remember, for the greater good means some people have to suffer so that the greater good can come about. It's a theory of utopia. Uh, Huxley talked about it in his books. Um, Orwell talked about it in his books. The greater good is one of the most dangerous things. You you hear someone say, this is going to be for the greater good. What that means is people are going to get screwed. And by screwed, it means they're going to be either in poverty or they're going to be dead. This is all part. Food shortages are all part of the greater good. Great for the environment. You can't have a steak because it's for the greater good. Finally, the Biden administration's biggest problem, they're a bunch of elites. They are the elitist class. And the class has to all believe in the same thing. It's not all about money. If it was all about money, Elon Musk would be part of the elitist class, and he's not. How can we tell? They're ripping him on a daily basis because he bought Twitter. So I've got a video that I'm going to be releasing today. Um, It's kind of sad. But it's pretty fun. I'll tweet it later and talk about it. You just go to Rumble and type in Dumbasses Talking Politics. Uh, You guys have a great day. And trust me, um, tomorrow's not going to be, tomorrow's podcast not going to be so heavy because there's just a lot of stuff that happened this weekend that I thought I couldn't stop laughing. So have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. (laughs) 